Like this is the thing that allowed everything in my life to change. My money went up, my freedom went up, my mentality or my mindset changed, um, my ability to impact people changed, my personal development changed, everything changed in my life when I started doing this thing. You are now entering a new paradigm. So here is my issue. I wanted to find the answers to life's biggest questions. Things like, how do I become happy and live with purpose? How do I make more money doing what I love? And what does it mean to be truly successful in all areas of life? My name is Josh Forty, at Josh Forty on Instagram, and I ask life's biggest questions and share the answers with you. My goal is to help you find purpose, happiness, and open your mind to new realms of possibility by helping you think differently about everything you do, know, and understand. On this podcast, we think different, we dream bigger, and we live in a world without limits. This is a new paradigm. Welcome to the Think Different Theory. What's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of Think Different Theory. My name is Josh Forty, and have you ever felt like the misfit in life? Like you just didn't measure up, like you weren't good enough, like you had to prove yourself, like stuff like that? Because I felt that way a lot growing up. And in this episode, I kind of want to just peel back the curtain of my, maybe some of my insecurities or like my, my flaws or, or, um, yeah, just kind of like my, my backstory, my journey of what I went through that kind of led me to where I'm at today and kind of like, uh, put me on this path here, how I overcame those. Cause like when I was younger, I always felt like the misfit. I always felt like I had to prove myself. I, I always felt like I wasn't good enough. And keep in mind, like this had nothing to do with how I was raised. Like my parents loved me. They were amazing. They were awesome. But like just in my friends group right there, I was, you know, in sports, I was never the fastest person. I wasn't the fastest. I wasn't the tallest. I wasn't the biggest. Um, and don't get me wrong. Like I'm athletic, right? And I love sports and like, or, you know, especially when I was younger, I'm not as active as I used to be, but like I played a lot of sports just with my family and friends growing up. We played frisbee, we played volleyball, we played you know football. So I was very, very active, but I had friends that were taller than me and bigger arm um, you know, length and they looked better. And in school, I was mediocre at best, right? Didn't get great grades. I wasn't terrible, right? I was smart in my own way, but I uh, wasn't you know, really great at, at school. When it came to my friends, like I got along with everybody, right? But like uh, there was always someone that was, you know, hotter or better or more popular or like whatever, right? And I, I like always felt like I was trying to prove myself, right? Like that I, I was this misfit. And even like post high school, when I was thinking about going to college, I went to college for like a semester. Like most of my, or a lot of my, maybe not all of, or not, not, not most of them, but probably half or so. Like a lot of my friends, like their parents paid for college and they got to go off and they were like funded by their parents. And I felt like I almost had like an un, like a disadvantage, right? Like but I didn't let that stop me. I didn't. I, I really truly believed that even though I was different, that I had an unfair advantage. I just had to find it. And that if I could find the thing that, you know, made me special or made me unique, that I would ultimately be able to go on and, and prove myself. Now, what's interesting is I've grown and I've evolved over the years, right? And I, I've done different things that have, or learned different things, I should say, that have helped me overcome those insecurities. But along the way, while I do think that there are, like there's a lot of bad 
that comes with insecurities, right? There's a lot of things that can really hurt people or that um, drive you to do things that you wouldn't normally do, things that are not healthy, right? Um, you know, chasing money, chasing fame, chasing success, you know, having to prove yourself. Like, I think there's a lot of negative that can come out of it, but I also think that if you use that for good, if you use that to, to fuel change, I think that there's a lot of good that can come out of that as well. And so I kind of want to use this episode to kind of share the things that I did and how really one specific thing like truly, truly changed the trajectory of my life and, and kind of encourage those of you that are out there that are misfits, those of you that are out there that feel different, uh, those of you that are out there that, um, you know, just you know that you don't fit in to the traditional mold and maybe feel like you have to prove yourself. I want to give you practical, tactical advice and just kind of share with you what I did and and how that led me to to get to where I'm at today. All right. And, um, you know, keep it, keep in mind, this is, this is my personal story. This is my, you know, my journey of everything. And uh, everybody has a different path, but I want you to know, like, it's easy I feel like for, for a lot of us to look up to people that we respect, look up to the, the Russell Brunsons of the world, look up to whoever you looked up to as a, a kid and feel like you were never going to measure up, that you would never be able to be on their level, that you know you look at the successful entrepreneurs and be like, I'm never gonna make that amount of money or I'm never gonna do that. And what's interesting was most, if not all of the changes that I made throughout my life and the maturity that allowed me to grow up and the realizations that I had all came as one specific thing changed in my life. And I want to share that with you here today. All right. So if you've ever felt that way, I'm with you, right? I get it. Um, I would kind of dive into this here. Like growing up, I was homeschooled. Um, so I didn't go to traditional you know, public or private school. Um, Ever since I can remember, I think I think for in kindergarten I went to, to preschool or, or kindergarten or like whatever, but that's it. But ever since I can remember, really, I've been homeschooled. Um, I have six younger siblings. I had one older brother at the time, as you guys know, he passed away last year. Um, but like, I, the only real interaction that I had with a lot of my friends was outside of school. All right, I didn't get to see them in school because I was homeschooled. So uh, on top of that, we lived in the country. We lived on a farm where my, you know, our nearest neighbors were like a half a mile away. So the, the time, the limited amount of time that I did get to spend with people was very important to me because I was and am a, I'm a very big extrovert. And I was even more of an extrovert when I was younger. I thrived off of other people and being around other people and other people's energy. So the two places where I primarily got to see my friends were one at church and two at 4-H. And if you don't know what 4-H is, it's, um, well, I think 4-H is pretty national, but it's basically like um, stuff that teaches you different skills, like farming and, and um, just like an organization, kind of like Boy Scouts, kind of sort of, but like for everybody. But it started more like the farm community. So there's like a lot of farming related to it. Um, you might hear like Future Farmers of America. It's kind of like that, but it's basically just, there's different clubs and we all meet up and they have a fair and they have different projects that get judged. And some of it's in art and some of it's in animals and some of it's in just different like different projects and stuff, right? So I got to hang out with with a lot of my friends there. And like, and then after church or on weekends or whatever, we would get together and play sports and stuff like that. Not at 4-H, but with my friends, right? And I always felt during this time that I had to prove myself and like I wasn't good enough. And um, that really kind of transitioned into my business career and and 
post high school, I was trying to figure out what I wanted to do with my life. I grew up on a farm. So I thought I was going to go into farming and I was like, man, like I, I, I want to, I want to be successful. I want to show people that like I'm good enough or, or whatnot. Right. And for me, I associated problems with lack of money. And I thought if, if I could go and make more money, then that was going to be able to go and, and solve a lot of my problems in life. And so when I started post high school, um, figuring out what I wanted to do with my life and career, it was all money-based. It was what was going to make me the most amount of money. What was going to make me the most amount of money. And then pretty quickly into that, I, I, I had some failed business ventures and then I you know jumped around from job to job. And I eventually landed at this insurance job, which I sold life and health insurance to uh, businesses, all right? I had a good job. I had a good boss. I had a company car to, to drive around in. I didn't make a whole lot of money, but even though my situation wasn't all that bad, I learned very quickly that money alone wasn't gonna like satisfy me, right? That I wanted the freedom to basically be able to do whatever it was that I wanted to do. I wanted to be able to be my own boss. I wanted to be able to control my own schedule and I wanted to be able to control the amount of money I made. And I looked around at a lot of people that had been in insurance for a long period of time and while they had some flexibility and they made really, really good money, I knew right away that this corporate world of insurance and everything like that, like I was not cut out for that and I knew right then in there, I was like, I've got to be able to go and like do my own thing. So here I am as a, you know, 20, 20 to 21 year old kid with no college degree, uh, drop that after one semester, uh, who jumped around from job to job, who tried farming and failed, who was kind of the misfit rebel of all of my friends groups that was getting in trouble, not because of like partying and alcohol and drinking and, and, you know, drugs or anything like that, but was getting in trouble because, you know, I was too outspoken with my views and, you know, just kind of like loud and obnoxious and kind of, you know, things like that. And I decided to quit my insurance job and, and decided that I wanted to go do something different with my life, but I wasn't sure what that was. Now you think about that position for most people in, in most communities, those qualifications or lack thereof, don't fare very well, right? Like no college degree, not a great, you know, jobs history, grew up on a farm, no specific skills, kind of things like that. But here I was very, very determined to go out there and try to make something of myself. And so uh, long story short, and, and several, several of you guys have heard the story. Many of you guys know like how I kind of got into the internet marketing thing, but essentially I was at a meeting uh, with my boss and one of their clients and they were talking about uh, a lot of online sales and stuff. And so I went home, I got onto Google and I typed in how to make money online. I mean, that was truly the, the how I really began. If there was like a defining moment of like, this is when I knew, or this is like the very, very first step of what started my online journey was me going home and typing into Google how to make money online. All right. And so I go, you know, go start trying to figuring this all, whole thing out and I get targeted from a million different angles and I, you know, do this network marketing and I try Facebook ads and I try to sell water systems. And I try to sell Harry Potter books and I try to, sell, I mean like crazy, like every single thing that you can think of. I'm like sitting there and I'm trying to figure out like, like, man, I, I don't have any money. Uh, I, my mindset isn't great at this time, right? Like I, I'm a, just trying to figure things out. I'm living paycheck to paycheck. I'm not really having an impact that I want to have. Uh, I'm not hanging out with my friends a lot because I'm, I'm really like spending all my time trying to figure out work and how to make money. And like, I'm not really growing in personal development. I didn't feel like, right. I was just trying to figure everything out. And one day I like, I woke up and I kind of looked around and I saw like the, the people that were crushing it online. Right. And I would go in, I'd be like, okay, 
YouTube people, that guy's crushing it. Instagram, oh, he's crushing it. Facebook, like he's crushing it. Uh, Grant Cardone, Russell Brunson, all these people, they're crushing it. I'm like, what is it that they all have? Like what what made them special? What what makes it so easy for them to go and sell products and have influence and have impact and make money and things that I don't have? Now, keep in mind, I very truly believe that mindset is the key to success. You guys know how much I believe in mindset. I, I believe that mindset is the, the thing that holds everybody back and that once you overcome the mental objections, everything else can fall into place, right? I, I really truly believe that. But at the time, I didn't know that. At the time, I was thinking money, right? If I could just get rich, that would solve all my problems. But I didn't know how to get rich. And so from a lot of times when I teach mindset, I kind of feel like, you know, if someone would have met me right at that point in my life and be like, yeah, mindset's the key to success, I would have blown them off. And so I was like, what, what was the thing that got me to eventually realize that mindset was the key to success, that eventually, to eventually realize that making money was easy, to eventually realize like all these different things, like what was that thing? And right here in my life, this is when I realized what that thing was. And that thing, and I'm about to tell you that here in a second, like this is the thing that allowed everything in my life to change. My money went up. My freedom went up, my mentality or my mindset changed, um, my ability to impact people changed, my personal development changed, everything changed in my life when I started doing this thing. Now you're probably like, okay, Josh, well, just tell me what that thing is. So I wake up, I'm sitting there and I'm like looking, I think it was a Saturday morning, I, honestly, I don't even know, but I'm sitting there on my couch and I'm like, what do they all have that I don't possess? And I was like, well, uh, they all have, like, they all have people to sell to. Like, I don't, like I'm not famous. Everybody that I see that's killing it is already famous. They already have people to sell to. Like, I'm sitting here going, looking at my account over here and I'm going, I'm spending $500 or $300 or $100 to try to buy ads to a, a product that I don't know if it's gonna sell. I don't know if they're interested in it. I don't know what ad copies work. I don't know any of that. So I'm spending all this money and I'm not, not making results. They're just like promoting it to their audience. They're making tons and tons of sales. Well, if, man, if I were famous, if I had a following, well, I could do that too then at that point, right? Because I could just go to my audience and be like, hey, do you want this? And then they'd either buy it, yes, or they'd not buy it, no, but it wouldn't cost me anything at that point. And then after I knew that it worked, then I could run ads to it. And so I like started going down this rabbit hole and then I was like, wait a minute, I need to go, like, I need to get famous. Now that's what I told myself at the time, right? It was like, I need it. how do I go get famous? This is, if I was just famous, if I was a celebrity, if I had a massive following, that would change everything for me because now I could go and I could ask my audience, and it was at that moment that I realized, oh, I, I've got to figure out how to, I'm going to go get famous. Now, at the time, I was thinking, you know, traditional fame of like a movie star or, you know, go build a billion dollar company and then get famous that way and then go. But I was like, well, how do I, I get famous? Like, how do I just as an average everyday person go out there and build a following of people that would want to buy from me, right? And little did I know that that question that I asked would spark the the flame that really has fueled my entire career up until this point. Because let me tell you something, guys. Spoiler alert, fame, what I was actually after, what I really found there was the power of building an audience. At that moment, I realized the power of having an audience. I didn't understand the full spectrum of it, but I knew that if I had an audience, if I was able to go and reach out and connect with my people and sell them my offers and give them my content that I could actually go out and not only make money, but I could also make an impact and make a difference like I wanted to go out and do. And I knew that if I could do that successfully, the thing that drove me, remember I told you some things drive us that aren't good, some things drive us that are good. 
secretly at that point, I'm like, then I can be cooler than all my friends, right? Then I can go and be famous. And then nobody can tell me that I'm wrong because I have this audience, this proof to back it up that I'm cool, right? That I'm, that I made it, that I can prove myself or whatever. Now, that wasn't healthy, but that was a driving factor behind my decision to go into this. I'm not saying that you should start an audience to prove your friends wrong, but I'm saying that, hey, if you did, I'm right there with you. I get it, all right? And so as I went down this path of learning how to grow an audience, guys, like I have, I've been building audiences for the past, gosh, it feels like almost five years now, four to five years now. And I have made so many mistakes. I've had, I've literally had millions of followers under my management at one point where I was managing millions of followers on social media, all right? I have seen what that does to you from a a mental perspective. I have seen the highs, the lows. I've seen what it does from a money perspective and how millions of followers will make you no money and 10,000 followers will make you a lot of money depending upon just how you position your offer. Like I've seen so much about it. But let me tell you something. When I committed to grow and build my audience, everything changed. Now, it took me a while to figure out the right way to build an audience. I built audiences the wrong way. I went broke building audiences. I made a lot of money building audiences and you know, sacrificed happiness and time and health. So I've messed up a lot along the way. But I committed to building my audience the day that I realized that an audience, having that audience was the thing, that key that was holding me back from getting to where I wanted in life. So I committed. I went and built an audience. My first audience was on Instagram. And then after I wasn't making that much money on Instagram, I got a business partner and together we built up a company. We made it, I don't know, it was a hundred, a couple hundred thousand dollars. We didn't see eye to eye on things. I sold off that. I sold all my Instagram accounts to my business partner and I pieced out and I had this little Facebook group. And I had like five or 6,000 members in the Facebook group at that time. It wasn't that many, you know, it wasn't, it wasn't huge. But I suddenly started to realize that I was learning more from managing those 5,000 people than I was the hundreds of thousands of people that I was on Instagram. Because these were my people. I, I started to you know, have more of an impact. I started to relate with them more. I started to really be able to serve them more. I made more money and suddenly that 5,000 grew to 10,000 and I was making way more money with 10,000 members in my Facebook group than I was with two, three, four, five, six hundred thousand followers on social media. I learned that through an audience that, oh, wow, when I say certain things, I get certain feedbacks this way and I realized that, oh, people's opinion really did bother me or, or certain opinions did and certain op- opinions didn't. So that made me go and question why I was doing certain things. And then I got so obsessed with that that I had, you know, started making lots and lots and lots of money and I got wrapped up with people's opinion and wanting to impress everybody. And I hit this massive, like, uh, well, you guys know the story, my big crash of where I was making like fifty, sixty thousand dollars in a month down to zero and I canceled everything. And I had to go and refine my life and reshape it. That came from having an audience. My income went up when I made an audience. My impact went up when I made an audience. My learning went up when I had an audience. I learned so much through this process of going and building an audience because in order to build an audience, you've got to be true to yourself. You've got to go out there and have that message. And what you'll realize is that eventually, eventually everything catches up with you. And in life, it takes well, it could take 30, 40, 50, 60, 70 years. When you're building an audience, it happens a lot faster. You learn faster when you have an audience. You got people's eyeballs on you. Think about having 10,000 people watching you all the time. I lived my life on Facebook, right? I lived my life live streaming every single day. I had a 365 days to a million dollars, right? I was live streaming literally every single day of my life for an hour. Every single day I went live for almost an hour every single day, right? And so I got so much feedback and I grew. And when I would make mistakes, 
I would make them at a bigger scale. When I made, had successes, I would have them at a bigger scale. And so it forced me to be careful. It forced me to level up. It forced me to build relationships. It forced me to go out there and learn all these different things. But guess what? The beautiful part about it was through that entire process of everything, my audience was not only the thing that was making me money and was allowing me to have impact, it was also the security net that I could fall back on when things went wrong. It allowed me to go out there and test different things. It allowed me to go out there and say, oh, what do you guys think about this? It allowed me to go out there and test products and services before I put advertising dollars behind them. It allowed me to go out there and share my message with people. Everything in my life changed when I had an audience and when I started building that up. Now, I'm not saying that you know a couple thousand followers is gonna radically completely change your life and make you a millionaire, but it could. But I am, but I am saying that when you commit to building an audience. And when you actually understand what goes into building an audience, every area of your life, at least for me, got better. And every area of your life is pushed. You're pushed financially. You're pushed with your time. You're pushed with your relationships. You're pushed with knowing what you believe and standing with that. It pushes your teaching skills. You know, it pushes your, your drive and, and makes you really understand why you do what you do. Because it's hard sometimes. And so I want to encourage you right now, like if you're sitting there right now and you don't feel like you're enough, if you feel like you have something to try to prove, if you feel like, you know, you don't measure up or you're not as cool as everybody else, I have been right there. But what having an audience taught me was that it's not about me versus them. It's not about you versus them. What having an audience taught me was that if I wanted to grow an audience, if I wanted to truly serve other people... I needed to go and become the best version of myself and understand my message. Because growing an audience takes having a message, a strong message, a strong reason why people should follow you. And for me, that started off with punting the system, right? I'm gonna go be successful. I'm gonna be young and successful. I'm gonna be rich and successful. And people related to that. But then that caught up with me and I realized that that wasn't sustainable. So guess what? I had to pivot and I had to go, oh, I've grown. And you know what? I lost a little bit of followers, but I gained a lot more. And then that, then those people saw me grow there. And then I was like, oh man, well, this isn't working. Oh, I'm going to grow here. I'm going to grow here. And then people watch and my brother passed away and people watch as I go through my mindset, you know, my mindset crash and redoing my whole life. People watch that and then people grow with you. But the only th reason that they were following me was because of the message that I gave them each time. Having an audience requires having a message. So when you commit to growing an audience, when you commit to figuring that out, not only will you get an audience, but every single other area of your life will change. And it's this ripple effect, which forces you to become better. Guys, having an audience set me free financially, having an audience set me free mentally, it allowed me to have an impact. It allowed me to get my message out to the world. It made my business recession-proof. I mean, really, truly. Think about this, guys. Every single successful business today, every single one of them across the board has an audience. I don't care if you're a personal brand or a normal business. Nike has an audience. Google has an audience, one of the largest in the world. Facebook, probably the largest audience in the world. Google and uh, Facebook are both up there. Apple has an audience. Your local businesses have an audience, a base of customers that come in there. Walmart has an audience. You have an audience. It might be small, but you've got one. Any customer that's ever bought from you is part of your audience. Anybody that follows you is part of your audience. Your friends are part of your audience, right? Everybody has audiences. And the bigger your audience is, the more loyal they are, the more you have taken care of them, the more of you grown, have grown and become the best version of yourself, the more secure you are, the more recession-proof that business is. And the more success financially, 
the more success mentally and the bigger impact that you're going to have. Why? Because when you truly understand what it takes to build an audience, you will understand that you cannot have any of those things until you level up as a person. It's just, it's just how it works. The, the reason I forced myself to get my mindset right was because I knew that I had a lot of people watching. I don't know if I would have if I didn't. I'd like to think I would have, but I know for, for darn sure that when I was laying there in bed, when my life felt like it was falling apart, I went, I'm not going to quit. There's people watching. I got people to prove wrong. I've got people to show that I'm going to continue to show up. Now, once again, some of the reasons that ultimately drove me during that time weren't healthy reasons, but they drove me to a place where I learned that they were unhealthy reasons and I was able to shift and get better. I chased money at the beginning. And as I chased money, I got to a point where I had a lot of money and then I lost a lot of it. And I realized that that did not bring happiness and that I had to change my view of money. That would have never happened unless I built my audience and actually went and chased that. So I share this with you to say, listen, right now, there's a lot of different things that you may be trying in your life. You want to make sure that whatever it is that you're trying, whatever it is that, wherever it is that you're growing, whatever it is that you're going through, the actions that you are going to take now, that, are, that, that, that the actions that you are going to take now are going to best set you up for success in the future. No matter what you are doing, you can build an audience around it. And when you build an audience around that, now you are setting yourself up for success in the future, not only financially, but mentally from an, a, a point of impact, but from a place of building a business, from becoming a better person. Why? Because e every time that you go and invest into that, you are, you are investing into this thing that is going to continue to follow you throughout your life. When you have people that are following you and that have their eyes on you, you become a leader. In order to sustain that, you must get better as a person. In order to, to build a team and to provide good services, you have to be able to sell and make money. You have to be more financially secure. In order to be able to, to figure out what's next and to become that best version of yourself, you have to master your mindset. Having an audience has fundamentally changed my life in every single area, from my relationships, to my finances, to my mindset, to my impact, to my business, every aspect of it. And so I wanna encourage you now to really truly think about building your audience. Building an audience takes time, but you're gonna be around anyway, right? You're gonna be around in five years from now, 10 years from now, 15 years from now. And you're gonna make mistakes along the way. A lot of people don't wanna build an audience because they're like, oh man, then people get to see my mistakes. Oh, I don't know what to say. I don't know what to do this. Be yourself. Be yourself. Because when you're yourself, people are gonna resonate with that. And that's gonna help you build your audience. Find your message. That's gonna help you build your audience. It's just so crazy to me because like all the areas of my life where I wanted to get better, like an audience gives me a reason to actually go and do it. It's like this, this driving factor of like, oh, yeah, I'm doing it for myself, but I'm also doing it because I want to serve my people. I'm also doing it because I want to build my business. I'm also doing it because I want to name the thing here. All right? All right, guys. I just want to share that with you because I think that there's a lot of people out there that feel like people don't, like that they're different and that nobody understands them or that they're never going to amount to much or like whatever. And like I've had all those thoughts, but I didn't let that stop me. I let it drive me. I let it fuel me. And when I took all of that and I, and I focused it on building an audience and being the best version of myself in that and like learning what that took, I used those insecurities and I used those things in my life that could have turned out to be bad things. And because I, I used those to build an audience and to learn about what that took, it turned into a very beautiful, amazing, awesome thing that has changed my lives and the lives of many, many others. And so no, 
Like that's why I believe so strongly in having an audience because I've seen so many people go out there and like just change their whole lives and the lives of so many other people, become better people, become better financially, become better mentally through the process of building an audience. And yeah, it's hard. It's not easy work. It's not all hunky-dory, but it's so worth it in the end. All right? All right, guys, that's all I've got for you. As always, hustle, hustle. God bless. Do not be afraid to think different because those of us that think different are gonna be the ones that change the world. Guys, um, if you wanna learn more about building your audience and what it takes to actually grow a wildly profitable audience full of raving fans that are gonna buy your product successfully, we have a super, super cool uh, workshop coming up for you. Actually, the registration is opening on Monday. We're gonna link all the details down below. But uh, I'm hosting a workshop called How to Build a Wildly Profitable Audience of Engaged Paying Customers that are immediately ready to buy your product, even if you don't have an existing audience and with no paid ads, even during a crisis. All right, so if you want the details of that, be on the lookout on Monday. We're gonna send out all the details of how to register. May 25th is when registration opens. June 1st is when the workshop actually starts, a five-day workshop. I'm gonna go through, every day I'm gonna teach you, um, you know, the next step of how to go through and build your audience. So we're gonna talk about how to pick your platform and how to find your message and how to go out there and um, create a lot of content, high quality content, come up with topics for your content, how to structure your offer and make it successful, how to find people that are actually gonna follow you, how to put it all together, and then we're gonna end the last days, I'm just super, super excited for it. It's how to tie everything together and launch your audience in 63 days or less. So um, don't miss that. Registration opens Monday, May 25th. June 1st is when the workshop starts. Um, make sure to sign up for that. It's 100% completely for free. All right, guys, that's all I've got for you. As always, hustle, hustle. God bless. Do not be afraid to think different because those of us that think different are gonna be the ones that change the world. Build your audience. It'll change your life. I love you all, and I'll see you on the next episode. Take it easy, fam. Peace. Yo, what's up, guys? You've been listening to the Think Different Theory with myself, Josh Forty, which I like to call a new paradigm of thinking. And real quick, I got a question for you. Did you like this episode? If you did, I want to ask a huge favor. See, the biggest thing that helps this podcast grow and that will spread this message of positivity and making the world a better place is if you leave a review, a rating, and subscribe to the podcast. What that does is it basically tells the platforms that this is out on that you like my stuff and that I'm doing something right. So if you could take like three seconds out of your day and subscribe, leave a rating and a review, I would be forever grateful for you. Also, I want to hear from you. I want to know your feedback, your ideas and your questions for future episodes. So be sure to hit me up on Instagram in the DM at Josh 40 or via email contact at thinkdifferenttheory.com.